0: This is the Epilogue Audio
1: Experience. Hello and welcome to Being the Change, a podcast where people passionate about their cause come and share their opinion on how can people bring a change in their life so that the world changes for good. I am Rohan Thakar, your host. And I have with me a new co-host which you might have heard in the previous episode, Supriya. Hello Rohan. Awesome. And we have a very special guest today. She has started an institute to spread the importance of mental health and she's also a happiness uh, expert because she's a canine behaviorist. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, dogs, cats, we love them and they are very special to the ones who are pet parents. So we'll of course speak about that but uh, first let's speak about who she is. So Supriya, why don't you introduce her? Uh,
0: we have with us Rajvi Marivala. Hello Hi. Rajvi, welcome to the show. Rajvi Marivalai is the Director of Mental Health Initiative, a platform to promote awareness and encourage best practices in the area of mental health. Uh, Rajvi, at this age when uh, a lot of youth have materialistic ambitions and uh, you have chosen something like this, so how this shift happened? Well, uh,
2: first of all, thank you for having this show. I think it's really important to highlight topics as the one that you are doing and I'm very flattered that you consider that I can be part of the show. So thank you for that. Now on mental health, uh, I think I chose it simply because mental health as a field is very close to me personally. Hmm. In my life, I've always had the privilege to access mental health, I've always, I've had the education to get the language about it. And so I'm passionate about it. The second reason is because I think mental health actually is a feminist issue. It comes down to rights of people. It's also connected to everything. It's connected to work. It's connected to Employment, it's connected to family life. Mm -hmm. It's connected to community participation. There's nothing that it doesn't touch. Okay. uh, Including physical health, obviously. Hmm. So that's why I chose mental health. Simply because it is connected to Mm -hmm. each and
0: every other issue that is of importance in our lives. Okay. So uh, why did you choose mental health area to explore your philanthropic genes, you know? Uh, See, because... Now, if I look at
2: health or education in the country, the moment you talk about uh, donating or CSR or philanthropy and you talk about health or education, there's a picture in your mind. Mm-hmm. There could be a picture of a girl with a blackboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think about education, there could be a picture of a BP camp. Yes. But now, if I ask you the question, what about mental health? People usually have a blank image Or people tend to say the words depression, schizophrenia. Yes. Now, mental health is so much more than that. But why is it still invisible Mm -hmm. in our society today? And why does it carry a stigma? That's the reason I chose it. And of course, number two, uh, India as a country itself, uh, we are facing some very serious challenges when it comes to mental health. Mm -hmm. We have the highest number of people who live with depression in the yes, world. That's um, unfortunately, the leading cause of death for women under 40 is suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, the leading cause of death for young men is also suicide. So it's a very serious thing uh, facing us today.
0: How this shift happened um, to raise awareness of mental health in the society? You
2: know, the idea of awareness of mental health in the society itself is something that has to be thought about very carefully. Yes. Uh, At the very beginning, uh, I want to say that to create awareness, I actually want to create an environment in which people can have a new kind of conversation that would help them change their own relationship Mm -hmm. to mental health Mm -hmm. to help them to come to see mental health not as something that happens to them but something that they can participate in creating their own good mental health Mm -hmm. everyone has mental health and that's something that doesn't come across clearly Mm -hmm. because in many conversation ones end up talking about uh, suicide or depression but the fact of the matter is just like everyone has physical health Everyone also has mental health. Mm -hmm. So that's the first step uh, to take agency and control Mm -hmm. of one's own mental health Mm -hmm. and to create the environment that makes it possible to do so. But the other thing when it comes to raising awareness is that you cannot just have an awareness campaign. Mm -hmm. It's actually unethical to raise awareness and then not have the services to back that up. Right. Because all of a sudden, if you're one aware and then you don't know where to go, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Mm. So, uh, you know, the first mental health awareness campaign happened in 1956 Mm. in a small town in Canada. Okay. And after that, we've seen a lot of these campaigns and they are called anti-stigma campaigns uh, take place all over the world. Now... If we just do anti-stigma campaigns, research has shown that they are ineffective because people are not even going and getting the services. Uh, That's simply because mental health is also seen as something that is only individual in these campaigns, which is again not true. Uh, Mental health is connected to our environment, is connected to our community, and it's connected to all the other factors, as you said, our educational systems, our health systems. what our employment systems look like, uh, poverty levels. So it's not just an individual thing. It's also a community-based thing. So we need to look at mental health as situated within communities and in a much larger context. So that's the kind of mental health awareness
0: that I would want to work on. Okay. So how is Mariwala Health Initiative? uh, What are their initiatives in the field of mental health?
1: Just before we delve into huh. what you're doing. I wanted to understand, uh, you had said that you un- you understood mental health more. So what are the factors which you understood, which you are applying it now?
2: I think the first one is that mental health is not only situated in the individual. It's not only a matter of the chemistry inside one's brain. It is a much larger social context that you have to consider So that's, I think, one of the biggest things that you have to look at it through a psychosocial lens. And that's the term that we use, tend to use at MHI Mm -hmm. and a lot of other practitioners will also use. But you have to look at the wider context. You have to look at the community context. There are many things that affect mental health. Uh, employment school systems uh, natural disasters also for example today the Kerala minister chief minister tweeted that uh, they are doing I think group therapy for about 43,000 people after Mm -hmm. the floods Mm
0: -hmm.
2: right so so many things affect our mental health I think that's one of the bigger learnings and uh, I would say the other big learning is community based mental health Uh, and then that takes me back to the other question about what we do so if you build awareness in communities and if you build a certain amount of resilience in communities, we don't need to go to psychiatrists yes. for all of our mental health problems. That is not necessary.
0: So before the before the disaster is hit, we start working on it. Since Absolutely. we are seeing the challenges faced by people and, uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, changes. Uh, for the last 20 years, more than two decades time, we have seen the... Changes us so much that uh, we have social media, globe is at uh, our fingertip and still uh, we are unable to solve problems. Absolutely. And, uh, like uh, for happiness index 2019, it was uh, said that India stands 146, one. I think 140th number. Yes. Uh, as represented by uh, one more than one fifty nine countries participated in yes. that, and India stands one forty. So this is how the uh, happiness index ratio of India is. Yes. So why why the shift has happened, and there's an alarming rise in the percentage of. You know, we are going behind and behind and behind in the happiness index.
2: (laughs) Yes, we are. uh, You know, partly because the happiness index does take into account factors like Mm -hmm. rates of depression and such. But it also takes into account the wider social context. Mm -hmm. Now, if I look at natural disasters, if I look at poverty, all of that, the idea of well-being, which is also connected to mental Mm -hmm. health, that's lower in India. Yes. Uh, And so far, we've not had the type of conversation about mental health and Mm -hmm. well-being that situate your mental health and well-being at a community level, at a contextual level. So as you rightly said, before the disaster hits, if I have to take one example, yes. Uh, We are doing work in Orissa with communities that are normally facing cyclones Mm -hmm. where persons in the community are learning basic levels of counseling. Mm -hmm. And before cyclones hit or after cyclones hit, the resources are organized within the community itself. Mm -hmm. Of course, it does not mean that a psychiatrist or a more expert level of mental health intervention will not be needed. That is true, but it will be maybe needed for 5 to 10% of the population. What about the remaining 80%? Yes. So they will all be uh, supported with
1: community mental health workers. So it's right?
0: more, more to do with the stability of mind than a psychiatric uh, aid.
1: There is also a time in India where people are not comfortable in speaking with other people about, how they are feeling about themselves. Yes. So, how is it that they will open up to it? Because before psychiatrists come, it's the people around us which they try to open up to.
2: Right. So, again, you know, the language around mental health is very limiting. Yes. So far, when we hear about it, we hear only very expert and scientific terms. Yes. Now, mental health is an everyday thing. So, when there are people who are... Uh, stakeholders in mental health whether they're mental health professionals social workers ngos they all must use language that is easy for everyone to understand and to connect mental health back to whatever work they're doing like I said there's mental health in education yes there is mental health in workspaces uh, so all of these things have to be talked talked about mental health is not a standalone subject on its own yeah. mental health is really intersectoral yes and it does connect back to our daily lives, relationship struggles, yes. uh, or anger issues one may be facing. So uh, substance abuse. So it is connected back mm-hmm. uh, to whatever other issues one may be dealing with. So one has to re- approach it truly like it is connected to a bigger, much bigger context and backdrop.
0: So what do you feel uh, should such conversations be uh, there in the schools and college premises on regular intervals where there is uh, parents, teachers or uh, students have a get together and we speak on such things? Because today, even a small child has got stress levels. Absolutely. Be it education or uh, peer pressure, there are many things which needs to be handled, which was not there way back, 20 years back. Absolutely. I mean, I I think the pressure to perform and achieve in our schools for children
2: uh, is something... Hmm. very very grave because it puts a lot of expectations on the child of course Hmm. adds to the stress Hmm. so one is to change the system entirely Hmm. and maybe think about not putting so much pressure uh, but also everyone in the school whether Hmm. it's the parents whether it's the teachers and of course the children Hmm. uh, I think everyone needs uh, a certain amount of um, education and support Uh, One way to do it is, of course, to give teachers themselves a certain amount of basic mental health training so they can learn to work with the children that they're working with, but also outside of uh, the classroom, because the children, of course, spend a long time in the classroom, but outside of the classroom, even within our homes, it is important. It is important. Uh, So, for example, we are going to soon be partnering with a project in which uh, teachers will be given uh, a certain amount of mental health training and there will be a certain amount of mental health training for the parents as well
0: That's wonderful Uh and obviously for the children So what will be your um, module for that uh are you How will going you be to approaching approach- it? approach a particular school or an educational institution for a role model and then you start uh, Uh, so all of our uh, projects at MHI
2: um, usually tend to have to have two factors Hmm. one is it has to be scalable Hmm. And the other is it has to be replicable. Yes. So, uh, like I said, we are going to be partnering uh, with two organizations who have been working on this. Mm-hmm. The pilot project has been successful. Okay. And it is going to be uh, multiple schools in one geographical region. Okay. And uh, that's what we'll be doing. We'll be doing a research on that to show that it is working in a slightly larger set of schools Mm -hmm. after which ideally uh, depending on the results of the research uh, it can be scaled up to be a much bigger project so and this is how we normally do our projects we have a project uh, that we partner on called Atmyata in Mahesana district of Gujarat yes Uh, we had a pilot project here in Nasik and after which it was taken to Mahesana. Now in Mehsana, there are about 500 villages that all have community, people from within the community who have been trained to do mental health. Oh, they are not experts. Uh, they are not experts.
0: Okay. See, the thing is, you don't need experts you all don't the time. Need, absolutely. <laughs> Right, it's just a common sense which is applicable, and you need you need to give training on that. Yes, not that experts are not are dispensable. Okay, yes. so how the system
2: works is I'll tell you. People within the villages are trained; they can give a basic uh, amount of counseling. Because you live in a village, you already know yes. you know uh, the families and... who may be needing more support, who yes. may be needing a little yes. more work. You can go in and talk to them. They trust you more. It's not as hard as going to the district hospital into a psychiatrist Absolutely. office. And
0: they are well aware of the geography of the village. Exactly.
2: And, and so the, they are able to help give a certain amount of support. Mm-hmm. If they feel that the person needs more support, then they with their help, the person goes to a clinical psychologist or to a psychiatrist mm-hmm. uh, because the government uh, has a scheme where actually in district hospitals you are given services free of charge mm-hmm. so people from the village don't even have to pay this is nationally by the way Okay. Uh, and so the system works because I don't need the expert for everything and to deal with mental health stressors I'm getting help from a peer or someone who knows my life in the village itself the other important part of mental health is if you are struggling you may not be able to access what you normally access Mm -hmm. so the community workers are also trained to help uh, get ration cards electricity connections Mm -hmm. or to help the person get a job again so all these are important
0: part and parcels of better mental health We cannot just do the counseling Mm -hmm. and in the metros uh, as such you know uh, there's a lot of stressful life led by people here. Yes. Even small children or a college-going kid. There's a lot of emphasis on performance, as you said. Yes. So, yes. Uh, what is it? Like, how how we are tackling this issue? Uh,
2: well, again, it's... Uh, for MHI, we do it through a variety of ways. One is effective services. Uh, so, one of our other partners is a service called iCall. Mm-hmm. And they provide trained Mm counsellors for free uh, to answer calls, emails or like a messenger kind of chat. And they do this in uh, nine different languages. Mm -hmm. So people from different cities in India call the helpline all the way down to people from very small villages and also people, Indian people who actually go abroad. Part of this... Uh, program also includes uh, special trainings in a place called Kota, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the capital of coaching classes. Yes. Yes. And in Kota, uh, you know, there's a lot of um, mental health stressors for the students who go to these classes. Mm-hmm. So there have been special um mental health modules run in Kota itself. Mm -hmm. So iCall is one such service. That's what we do. We also provide similar community-based mental health services through our partners. One called Bapu Trust in Pune in five urban slum communities and in Bombay uh, with our partner Anubhuti that works in Kalyan and Dombivli. Okay. And that works specifically with youth.
1: Just coming back to personal counseling and training that you are providing. So what is it that you are giving to these people? How are you making them efficient in counseling their folks?
2: So uh, the program I was talking about, Atmiyata, that is done by one of our partners called Community for Mental Health Law and Practice, sorry, Center for Mental Health Law and Practice. And uh, they developed modules to train workers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But interestingly, uh, every module and a lot of the trainings that they've done it's all put on an app called the atmetha app okay. which can be transferred using Bluetooth also mm-hmm. so they have training videos okay. and within their communities within the villages when they work are the videos there are separate set of videos to raise awareness on mental health
0: mm-hmm.
2: and these videos are typically the problems one would face such as violence within the family
0: mm-hmm.
2: um alcohol abuse Mm -hmm. so your general everyday issues related to mental health stressors there are videos in Gujarati or Marathi in that particular context so people who look like you people who sound like you who are all in these videos talking about daily problems of life so those are the sorts of methods we use to Mm -hmm. uh, train community health workers but also spread the awareness in the village and it's very easy then Mm -hmm. because now Everyone has those phones, and yes. the videos can be transferred via Bluetooth. They don't even need internet. So, for people to sit, watch, and discuss.
1: Wonderful. So, so can you give two, two tips or two points from those videos which our listeners, if uh, if they may find helpful? Uh,
2: one of our other programs, which is uh, the Bapu Trust program, they run a program called Seher in Pune. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do some very basic breathing exercises and these are done in corner meetings where people are just hanging out uh, and I've done them with uh, the team, the Bapu Trust team as well as the people uh, who live in these communities. We all hold hands and do some breathing exercises Uh, and then there are some very simple drumming exercises also so mental health can be reached in so many different yes. ways drumming is another great one art based therapy is another uh, so they are very simple exercises I would say just breathing holding hands and breathing together with three or four people no matter where you are we were in the middle uh, of one of the largest traditional slums in Pune it was very calming <laughs> so.
1: wonderful so when we speak about Uh, What I feel is that mental health... It's become a very big word... But it needs to be brought down to... A a generalized thing... Like how physical health is... Like you said... Yes... We need to make it generalized... To treat something like... Yes... Like if you're having a cough or cold... You need to treat that with a medicine... So how can we treat mental illness... Of any sort...
2: Okay... So I completely agree with you... It has to be in one sense normalized... Uh, Otherwise, you know, they are just big scary words that people then uh, feel a lot of stigma about. Uh, But the other thing is now on treatment. Yes. uh, I would say it slightly differently that, you know, medication is all okay. But I would say support and care is uh, is a much better way to look at mental health or mental illness. Mm -hmm. It means what do you need? To feel better community support peer support talk therapy medicine may be a part of it it may not be a part of it Hmm. Uh, but it is not it may be not as easy as popping a pill and in fact I don't I rarely think that it is as easy as popping a pill Uh, but there are again lots of different avenues that you need to look at and that you can use for better mental health
1: so Epilogue has a podcast called The SOS Show, which is dealing with the mental health. And we have had guests who have shared their experiences of how they are dealing with mental illnesses and what they are doing. So I suggest all your listeners to listen to it once and I'm sure you might find it helpful in one way or the other.
0: Coming back, what about the uh, you know uh, self-care uh, sessions and uh, workplaces, which is uh, the need of the... Uh, because uh, parents, a lot of stress, they come back home with all that bag- baggage in the head. So what is it? Uh, I feel in the workplace, there should be uh, proper uh, self-care sessions, which has to be mandatory in all companies or uh, in the banking institutions and all that. So, you know, again, uh, mental health, unfortunately, is so invisible that
2: it's not really brought about. In any area, leave it education or wherever, workspace, wherever. right? Yes. So I think self-care sessions, different sessions on maybe different techniques on um, how to, to keep calm, uh, to help deal with stressors that you may, may be facing. And now a lot of companies have what is called uh, something called an EAP, that is an employee yes. assistance program, hmm. which means typically uh, the person can reach out and get whatever mental health support they require and talk about whatever stressors they're facing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing is that I think companies themselves have to make it a safe space for employees to be able to come and say, I'm not feeling okay, I'm feeling really stressed off. Maybe I need a day off. Maybe I need to work from home. So there has to be a safe space to articulate such concerns. Mm. Be it in schools, be it in colleges or in workspaces. Because you cannot be scared of then losing your job. So how do we
0: bring this initiative and open?
1: Yeah, because there's so much of performance orientation in each and every field. Be it education or be it jobs, be it your own company. So everyone wants to perform and give their best. And the companies also expect the employees to give them best. So
2: So the thing is that uh, the more mental health stressors you're not dealing with, the higher the number of absenteeism, the higher the number of uh, not being able to work even while being present at work. Mm. So... I will say for myself, I consider mental health as a social justice issue, as a human rights issue. That means that if I'm working with people in a workspace, it is their human right to get whatever they would get for physical health concerns that they also get for mental health concerns. If I have to talk to a business leader, I may say that actually everyone will be more effective. If I put in better rules and practices around mental health at your workplace if you are worried about performance you may actually get a better performance in a workspace that respects mental health
1: hmm. yes. yes So it also comes down to quality over quantity So it doesn't matter how much time you put in how much time you put in with your 100% effort.
2: Absolutely. So I mean, you know, there are a couple of things in our work culture that may be questioned such as uh, spending 12 hours at the workspace, getting back home only late at night, having to work through the weekend. Now certain work-life balance also has to be respected. It just means that, you know, your work gets over at a stipulated time. After that time, you do whatever you have to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But your performance should not be affected and it's likely not to be because all research has shown that with mental health stressors absenteeism at work is higher Uh, a lower performance at work is probable so uh, if I have to talk to a business leader who may not listen to my social justice and human rights side of the argument I will go the effectiveness way because
0: that is as true Yes. So do you feel a government has a role in this uh if government pitches in into such kind of initiative and we be hands with the government uh, will it work better? So actually you know uh, in
2: terms of laws and policies Mm. now our government already has what is called the Mental Health Care Act of 2017 Mm. and the Rights of Persons with Disabilities Act Mm. Mm. now by these laws actually both are very progressive Mm -hmm. and they do mandate uh, that we have more being done on mental health Uh, We have the National Mental Health Plan and the District Mental Health Plan. Mm. Now, all of these are great. Uh, They are all on paper and some of them are being carried out. So, the government already has the laws in their hands to do it. We just need to see more and more implementation of it.
1: So, what challenges are being there in implementing those uh, laws?
2: One is, I think, the government needs to know that mental health is important to everyone. Uh, It is because of this reason, actually, that we had a campaign earlier this year called Bridge the Care Gap, Mm -hmm. where we asked people to sign an online petition and say that mental health matters to my vote.
0: Okay.
2: Because the laws are already there, the government just has to implement them. Mm. Uh, So today, it's a great thing that actually, uh, if you go to the district hospital, a psychiatrist who's sitting there, is supposed to give you free medication mm-hmm. so many people who can't afford it this is great mm-hmm. uh, there should be a psychiatrist at every district hospital mm-hmm. so you know in India I think lots of things uh, are roadblocks for implementation and I think it is happening slowly but a budgetary constraints are there there is um, of course, within our colleges itself, uh, there are a certain number of seats for psychiatry, for example, or for psychology. Mm-hmm. So I think it is a systemic change and that change obviously takes time. But the good thing is that in terms of our laws, they're very clear and they position Uh, people at the heart of the law and the rights of the people, Mm. which is a big change from how it's been done in India previously.
0: Absolutely.
2: Uh, There are still many mental health institutions in the country, unfortunately, uh, that uh, do not give the people who live in them rights. And there are some human rights abuses.
0: So it's going to take some time. Uh, to work on those. So uh, uh, have you forwarded the representation to the government so far? The, the petition. The petition.
2: Yes. Yeah, so as part of this campaign, we actually told the public to sign the petition. Mm-hmm. And on our own, we also approached different political parties because mm-hmm. we wanted them to promise. Mm-hmm. This was before the election. We wanted them to promise mm-hmm. that they would do Work on mental health And implement the laws If they came into office okay. So actually Historically For the very first time In India's history Mental health was mentioned In two uh, Political party manifestos okay. That is the Congress And the CPIM Okay So they said that We will implement The Mental Health Care Act And the National Mental Health Plan And give the budgets For it as well Now we all know that uh, The election results Were different But we will continue To push governments yes. You know, to do what is there in the laws. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And of course, in terms of technical support, uh, we are willing to give all the support. Yes. Uh, We are also part of a nationwide campaign such Mm -hmm. as this that is going on currently, Mm -hmm. which is called Speak Your Mind, which is again reaching out to leaders in uh, Nigeria, in Australia, in India, Nepal, Indonesia, Mm -hmm. Liberia. And telling them, telling governments that it's very important uh, that you do your bit.
0: Okay, uh, Rajvi, tell me something about Sukoon Project, uh, Ah, which was initiated in Mumbai High Court. Yes,
2: yes. So uh, Sukoon Project was initiated in uh, actually the family courts in Maharashtra now Mm -hmm. by Indian law. We have family courts that look at any sort of family disputes related to family property or to divorce or to child custody.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, typically, because it's family, it's uh, a very emotional site. Yes. And obviously, people are talking about very personal things in a court. Mm. Now, in as the you know, in the open, mm. Uh, So other than the stress of going through it all, then to talk about it in the open with judges, with other people, it is all stressful. And uh, the courts don't know how to deal with it. They are obviously dealing only with the legal ramifications of it. So we found, um, our partners found that the court, the family court is a great place to actually provide uh, support for mental health. Um, Also simply because if I have to do mediation or if there are multiple parties in the dispute, it is of use to have a space for talking and negotiation that is outside of the legal space because those are legal discussions Mm -hmm. Uh, and also support for anyone who is going through that. Mm -hmm. So Sukoon started off and now we are present in uh, 16 different courts in Maharashtra family courts.
0: Including um, Bombay High Court. Including Bombay High Court. Yes. So so what is the reaction of uh, the... Uh, court authorities so uh, the court court
2: authorities have been great actually uh, it is only with their support that we have been able to do it because uh, even though our partnership with the sukoon team has helped to financially support the presence of the counselors and the training of the counselors the court gives the physical space yes. and more importantly the judges and the other people in the legal system themselves actually get some sensitization from the counselors, Okay. Uh, because, you know, they are also sitting there and listening to all this day in and day out. So mm-hmm. one must not forget them; they are important stakeholders. Mm-hmm. So we've seen very positive uh, support mm-hmm. from the court system.
0: Okay. There are families who approach uh, Sukoon and yes Uh, because we are within the
2: court premises so it's not like uh, we are again we are asking the family or the people to go somewhere else and enter some psychiatrist office again so it's just cutting down on the stigma it's part of the process so there are people who come in and talk about issues that may have gone on in court or their future as a family as a couple so So is it the court directs it to you
0: or uh, both (laughs)
2: Yes, the court does direct. and Like I said, uh, there is also sensitization for the judges and everyone in the legal system. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, half resolved, I mean, uh, this, the challenges are half resolved at sokun and then... I hope so. I hope so. You know, because half the things are solved here and then... Yes. Only the rest half, they have to tackle it. I hope so. Well, there's also a lack of relationship counsellors as a whole
2: in the country. Hmm. Uh, So that's the other issue. So ideally, what we want to do again with the Sukoon project is with the learnings over time, we would like more family courts all over the country to introduce such services.
1: What are your future plans now? How do you want to take it ahead (laughs) and make it big? How do you want to bring mental health normalised
2: I think I I definitely want more people to start working on mental health Uh, we cannot do this on our own I do believe firmly believe that a community based mental health is the way for us to go and a lot of our programs are only community based mental health the other thing is that mental health does not have to be this expert-led thing. Mm -hmm. We do need the experts. I'm not... uh, We absolutely need the experts, but for many of the day-to-day lives, we also need other people and it's not just the experts that we need. Uh, So I firmly believe that once uh, we have support systems in place, and when I say support systems, I also mean... um, Assistance with employment, assistance with livelihood, you know, like I said, mental health is connected to a much larger social context
1: Mm -hmm.
2: uh, and it is human rights. So I'm hoping that more people start working on this and also start... I mean, everyone has mental health. I always
1: love saying that. Everyone has it. Everyone, everyone. Today, everyone has physical health is there. Yes. There's also mental health.
2: (laughs) Yes. And the other thing is to really put Mm. uh, the the person at the center of it. So, the person's rights, uh, the person's Mm. agency. Uh, There are many different routes to mental health. Mm. And so, that should not be forgotten. Some people use writing. Some people use art therapy. Uh, We have films of Bridge the Care Gap where mm-hmm. we have people talking about what they do. Mm-hmm. Some people use yoga. Uh, some people did Vipassana I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Others do drumming, art-based therapy. So I think there are many routes to mental health.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. That's so I wonderful. think social media is also a very key factor in affecting people's <laughs> mental health but it can also be used to promote positivity and How can people practice being healthy mentally? So how do you want to say about it?
2: So uh, I completely agree with you. And there's a lot been spoken on social media. Our Bridge the Care Gap campaign was solely on social media. A lot of the Speak Your Mind campaign is also going to be on social media. I think there are many important conversations Mm -hmm. also happening on social media when it comes to mental health. But for me, I would like to see conversations... Uh, not just in English, not just in the metros. I want to see conversations in other languages, mm. uh, other Indian languages, uh, that speak about what are the lang- what are the words we use for mental health, what are the words we use for wellness. Uh, so we need to have more
1: conversations about those, and not just in English. How do you think podcasts can us be of help?
2: Uh, maybe conversations in different languages. Yes. Um, I already noted that uh, the SOS podcast um, has spoken to quite a few fabulous mental health activists, such as uh, Amrit Ji. And there's Val Resh Yes. Uh, there was also Shrivatsa. So I think uh, some things you're already doing great is putting the user at the center of it, uh, and you know they're right. So. Uh, that's absolutely fabulous so um, I would say podcasts and again podcasts are easy to share I think yes Yes. easy to access so you already have a lot of that formula so I would say just keep (laughs) on doing it thank you okay thank you uh, anything on the
1: closing note you would like to say what does being the change mean to you how can one bring a change in themselves
2: Oh my gosh. See, for me, uh, in terms of my own personal happiness, I've been privileged enough uh, to pursue what I love. As you said earlier on in the show, uh, I actually have an MBA Mm. and I chose to change my occupation completely because I adopted a dog who had a behavior issue. Mm. And then I studied how to work with her and, uh, you know, have a happy stressless life for her and me together and uh, now I do what I love a uh, so, dog training and canine behavior and also mental health mm-hmm. so uh, for me uh, that's my route to better mental health uh, mm-hmm. is to do what I love and you know there is a, a lesson in that simply because when I'm with dogs or when I'm working with animals, Uh, That's all that I'm doing, that's where I'm centered. I'm not anxious, I'm not thinking about anything else. And, and that's it for me and, but I have the privilege to do so mm. I hope others uh, you know are able to do it but I'm lucky in that I have the privilege to do so
0: that's, that's beautiful <laughs> from you Rajvi. <laughs> uh, my take on uh, today's episode is uh, for bridging the gap for mental health you don't have to be an expert be a community person address yourself and uh, bring the best in you pursue your passion whatever you like have compassion for all, for self first, yes. and for all. And uh, this is how we take forward. I mean the change is an inspiration from from people like you to our listeners all over the world. And <laughs> Thank we, you so much. An- give their bit to the society by whatever way they can do it. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Wonderful. That's a great episode, I feel. Thank you, Rajvi, for joining us.
0: Thank you. I'm
1: sure the listeners are enlightened and have found a lot of useful things from this episode. And we'll be taking a lot of efforts in bringing positivity to you, bringing inspiration to you and making the best version of yourself because that's how you get better. So this is Being the Change. I am Rohan Thakkar, I have with me Rajvi and Supriya. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for joining in. I hope you will tune in next week again. Uh, until then... Goodbye. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, and our website, mainly epilog.media, where we also have other podcasts that will help you, motivate you, and inspire you to do what you love. So make sure you write to us what you think about this episode in the comments or uh, DM us on Instagram at epilogmedia. So we shall. Look forward to your DMs and messages. Uh, till then, goodbye.
2: Thank you, goodbye.